Hello and welcome to the podcast devoted entirely to the show that is the Great British Bake Off. This week I'm recording in Guildford at The Boiler Room, which is a brilliant music and arts venue. And the guys have been kind enough to let me use their kitchen to talk about all things Celebrity Bake Off. This week I'm joined by Joe. Hello. And Susie. Hello. One of my notes just says nobody has a fucking clue. Susie you did make notes. Did we tell we were doing a podcast or an exam? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, yes, note that there. I'm well prepared. Yes, yeah. I do check on her every day at work <laughs> just Come to on. make sure. It feels weird to be back in the studio yeah. um, <laughs> talking. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? Talking about the Bake Off, because obviously it was on TV in autumn, but they brought it back for Stand Up To Cancer, which is great, but I feel like Channel 4 are slightly milking it with how many episodes they can get out in the year. I agree. Yeah. I, when was it last on, exactly? Uh, September? September. Yeah, I think. Oh, okay. I've missed it. it. Have you have you really missed it? Or have you gone, this was only just on, I've only just been on that annoying <laughs> podcast, and now I'm back. I've missed it. Okay. <laughs> I feel apathetic. <laughs> Which is interesting. I think this is the first time Bake Off's been off and it's come back on in some form. And I've, I've kind of gone, oh yeah, that's on. And then I've gone back to, you know, eating chicken and rice with avocado or, some, or something else I'm doing <laughs> something that non-baked. Okay. Yeah. Something non-baked, <laughs> yeah. yes. So, I th- I, I, yeah, it's interesting. And I do feel like it's, it is the Channel 4 move that's affected me. I'm, I'm not over it You're still. Sti- you were not <laughs> over it the first time. I wasn't over it at the time. time. You're still, there's still issues. It's still, it, as I said before, it's, it's, it's like lasagna. And <laughs> I, I like lasagna. <laughs> it's a wonderful metaphor, folks. I like lasagna. Wherever I go out, I'll eat lasagna. Oh. But I'd always wish, when I'm eating lasagna, somewhere else, mm. that I was eating my mum's lasagna. And that's okay. how I describe it. I can still enjoy the format, but I wish it was on the BBC with Mary and Paul and Mel and Sue. Aww. That's how I feel. And I'm not over it. I'm sorry, I'm just not over it. it makes you want to try your mum's lasagna. It's wonderful. It's more of a cheesy bake than a lasagna, actually. But, uh, so BBC's bake-off is a cheesy bake. Cheesy bake. Is cheesy bake. Whereas yeah. this is a forgettable I, I, bake. Yeah, to be honest. I it, kind of agree with it's that. It's like one you've had in Pizza Express that's maybe been, you know, over, sort of yeah. slightly overdone. Sure, the cheese like the is metaphor. bubbling a bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> To warn you about Susie, by the way. I love it. Yeah. Scathing. Yeah. I know, I like it. That kind of steel. It's, it's good. It is the celebrity bake-off. Do you find it a bit weird watching when it's celebrities? Because obviously they're not they're not trained or mm. they're not passionate really about baking. They're just there to muck it up and have a bit of fun. Do you think it's a bit weirder to watch it that way? It felt unfair to me because they're so like their standards are so high, the judges, with the regular contestants. And these guys just like do some cupcakes as long as they exist <laughs> mm. at the end. They can be burnt. You could bake buttercream. We'll come on to that later. Yes, we will. Anything can happen. They just gave them a lot of leeway. My issue when it's like that is you almost get to the point where, not that I want to switch off, but I always think with something, you know, they do it with Strictly Come Dancing where they have um, celebrities on at Christmas or something like that or new mm. people on at Christmas. And because it's only one episode... You know, if someone does a half good cha-cha-cha, they go, oh, it was a nine, darling. It's <laughs> yeah. like, if it was a normal series, it'd be about a four. So mm. there's no stakes. Yeah. And when you lose the stakes, it kind of loses any tension or anything else. Right. That's how you I need feel consistency in the standards. Otherwise, they're not maintaining their integrity as a programme. Yeah, I, do you know what? I agree. <laughs> Channel, Channel 4, call us. We'll help. Now, I just, it, it's just something as well where, equally, because as you say, it's, it's like they've all been briefed before. Where it's like, mm. right, so... Mess it up, yeah. 
but don't let on that you're messing yeah. up. Make it look natural. So someone's got to burn it. Someone's got to drop the, you know, the, the, the pancakes yeah, pancake over here. Someone's floor. got to do this. We've got to tick a whole load of... So it does it a little bit more nuanced. It feels almost mm. like overtly... Mess it up. Yeah, you know. I did feel like they'd sort of had a bit of a briefing beforehand and people obviously, they worked out their bakes and what they're going to mm. do, sort of the funny bits at the end in the biscuit sculptures. Um, but also I feel like the jokes, like they knew what they were going to say beforehand. I don't want to think that someone now writes jokes for the bake-off, but at the same <laughs> time, it did seem a little bit It like does that. seem a bit that way, yeah. Well, it's a comedian's job to write jokes and I can imagine they were up the night beforehand caring more about the jokes than the bake. Probably. That's probably true, actually, yeah. yeah. That is probably true. So if we move on to the bakes, the signature bake, mm. right, I can't even begin to talk about this episode without bringing Martin Kemp into it because he was lovely. Really? Yes. Why do you have a different I attitude? I have a different attitude about he Martin was my Kemp. my most favouritist. <laughs> well, before every single challenge, especially with this one, Martin was always like, yeah, I bake this for my children. I'm like, okay, fine, but what are you trying to get out of that? Before everything, it was like, oh yeah, I bake biscuits all the time. Um, I cook pancakes for my children all the time. I cook cupcakes all the time, but it didn't really look like he did. He's a, he's a family man. He's trying to uh, like smoke, tug on your heart. Smoke, smoke. It, it seemed, worked. It seemed <laughs> like he was auditioning for like the one show or something. He might be. In fairness. Possibly. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Get rid of old Matt. <laughs> well. There you go. See you later, Baker. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. A there we go. Kids. It works. It does work. <laughs> um, but yeah, Martin Kemp. What was he doing? I just don't even know. I just—he's very bland. I, very bland. Yes. Cupcake Susan him well, I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, really boring. Bland. I mean, Victoria Sponge with no icing. Yeah, Victoria Sponge with no icing, no jam. Not, not, not even a nice plate or something. Just some just flour and really, a bowl. Yeah. No, it that does. actually... I'm yeah. slagging him off now. I thought he was lovely. <laughs> yeah, you just said he's been his favouritist and now you hate him. No, he he seems perfectly nice, but he's just one of these people... He, I find him irritating because there comes a point where it's like, do you want to stick in your lane? Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> no, do you know what I mean? The people get greedy. They start, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to be a presenter here and then I'm going to be in Benidorm here. and then gonna I'm going to bake uh, things for charity. For charity. Go, what a dick. Um, <laughs> no, but you, I, I just, there comes a point, I hate that, where it's just like, you know, why don't you just be good at one thing rather than doing a lot of things badly, as we saw him do. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, our pretext of that, well done to all of them for raising money. Yeah, yeah, uh, there's, there's a, there's a I mean, good element. You could element. do a half marathon and not put yourself on television with the free publicity, but I'll put that cynical side of me away. We're doing um, a podcast. We're doing a podcast, indeed. But... <laughs> we could be baking right now. That is <laughs> Maybe we should, for charity. I know what you mean. I mean, Martin Kemp's obviously known for being a Spandau Ballet, but then what, where do you go after that? I mean, footballers, at least they've got the chance to talk about football on the television. Yeah. Martin Kemp, what's he meant to do? He did EastEnders, though. Oh, yeah. that was it. He, yeah, he did yeah. EastEnders he as well. What's worrying is that I know Martin Kemp purely from EastEnders rather than Spandau Ballet. Well, how many hits did Spandau Ballet have? It was like gold and, and um, true. True. And the one about barricades. Um, yeah, I yeah. just feel like we don't need another sort of grey-haired, smug person in the tent. Hollywood's <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. enough. Oh. Yeah, Paul has that covered. <laughs> I don't understand what was going on with Martin, but my favourite bit out of the whole situation is when mm. everyone was going around the tent, Harry was like, Martin has baked the buttercream. No one could believe it, except Bill, who was just trying to be lovely and went, yeah, I can see how he did it. He had two bowls. <laughs> That's the, oh, yeah, well, little Bill, you know. Lovely Bill. Bill's lovely. He is. Uh, just just a, a random question on that, mm. the things you can't believe. The one thing I never get on these shows, be it Celebrity Come Down With Me, be it Celebrity Master Chef, they always sit there and go, 
Oh, I can't cook. God, I've never cooked in my life. <laughs> How do you people I've eat? I've never bollocks. I know. I've never cooked. I don't believe that. I just don't believe that. I, do I you don't believe, believe it now after watching the episode? Yeah. <laughs> because no, after, no, after, after we saw Rasheen's Mar- attempt. Marmite on toast as the show's done. Yeah. yeah. Her attempt, bless her. She was trying. She really wanted to do well. But there was a few issues. So my favourite one is when she started sieving and just thought the bits that you don't want come out the bottom of the sieve. That was yeah. great. Um, and then trying to put her cakes in the fridge to cool down. They were in the freezer at one point. Yeah, she was straight <laughs> in the just, fridge, didn't she? That was set out. Yeah. No, but I just don't. I just don't understand that thing where they just say I've never baked. And maybe that is true. Maybe I don't know. I just feel like it's mm. something that you always, even as a one Sunday with a with a Maybe grandma nan. or something, yeah, you go, yeah. oh, let's make go. some cupcakes for. Christmas. I just find that bizarre. Yeah, I think maybe she's got sort of far by cooking her own dinners and stuff. Yeah. You know, she's cooked. She's been in a mm. kitchen before. That's better than I'm a celebrity where you've never been in a jungle before. Because I, I liked her attitude. I liked the fact she was just kind of gung ho. Let's do this. I've never baked rock and roll. Yeah, Rosheen is my spirit animal. Yeah, I did <laughs> identify with her quite a lot. I think there's a good episode. attitude there because my fear about Bake Off is I think I would be the person that would get in there and go, <gasps> you know, I'm sort of in the tent and I just panic rather yeah. than just go, do you know what? Well, let's just see what happens. I'd like to be that. I'd like to be a Rasheen, but I feel like I would be a Martin. A Martin. Going back to Rasheen, though, she did get a Hollywood handshake. Can celebrities get Hollywood handshakes? Apparently so. so happy. I know. I felt really good for her. But, but then they did say whether they could take it back later in the rest of the challenge. She did fuck it up really yeah. later. Yeah. She did. Yes. <laughs> she did. You don't uh, hear a lot of that anymore. I like that. Fuck it up royally. Oh, I mean, you know how I feel about the handshake. You hate the handshake. I did. What did you I make feel like of this, it? Can I just say, I feel like I'm coming across as a very hateful, horrible person. <laughs> I think I bring it out in you. isn't me, but I do just... For, like, you, you, just can so I just put into perspective <laughs> that... You as a person, Joe, I mean, you've just come from producing High School Musical at school to now ranting about a middle-aged man shaking hands. In fairness, I reckon that might be part of it, is that I've had such a day of 60 kids ranging from, you know, 11 to the older ones who are fine, but the younger ones who, you know, I had one of them come up to me, oh, really serious, I was thinking... Oh God, what's happened? Did he hurt something? He just wants to give me a packet of crisps that were oh, half eaten oh. that he could have back later. <laughs> right. And we're in the middle of a scene and I was going, Andre, oh. what are you doing? Um, it's a wonderful thing. Oh, but no, Andre. I feel like my that is, I, I've had a day where you can't sort of get cross or the rest of it. So now I'm going to just target it's everyone. Right. The so it's off. all coming out now. I think so. So uh, I apologise for that. That's but okay. I'm also not that sorry. With the Hollywood handshake thing, yeah. Do you think it's his way of signalling that he's like the alpha male? Yeah. yeah. What's Prue's thing? What do you have to do uh, to be in Prue's crew? Oh, um, probably put alcohol in your bait. Quite like Mary. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had to have some sort of like. But she doesn't branding. have a. Prue doesn't have a signal that shows like you have my approval. What's her thing? No. Does she have a thing? This is my my issue with Prue. She seems lovely, but she. And I don't. Maybe she needs a few more series to I mean, get her. I mean, she's had a full season but now. She, don't you just think she is a little bit forgettable? She's very lovely, but she I is. just, I just, I don't know. Mary has a, such a spark and a charisma on Proves the screen. Like a big colourful lampshade. It, yes, yeah. or, like, or someone I would expect to find in Fleet Library. You know, just sort of browsing <laughs> through the latest crime novel. Is she enough of a personality for it? That's my only. Question. I think yeah. that's what they're doing by making her dress in all those bright colours, just so yeah, you know. Oh, someone's actually there. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Hill did make some cupcakes uh, a 
Italian one in the Bake Off that are about honouring the balding community. <laughs> I was a little bit put off by it. I don't want to get a cupcake and just think, mmm, bald men as I eat something. It was just a, l a little bit wrong. Anything, making anything edible that looks like skin yes, that, is just okay. kind of That's weird. That's maybe yeah. the main issue. Yeah, I do yeah. know. I quite like that. Up. Believe it or not, skin-based skin-based cakes. Yeah, it's just got. It does something for me. I didn't like just. The, it was all right. What kind of what thing? Can I do? No, no. Well, that's not this. Not for this night. podcast. Yeah, the bit that freaked me out was just the little hair. Yeah, that was a little bit upsetting. That was too far. Mm. Yeah, but it was creative. I thought at least, mm. and it was. Impressive. You know, I, I I appreciate him. You know. Sticking up for the ball guy, because I will head there one day. So. Um, I liked his uh, fortunes that he put in. How did he make that happen? <laughs> he literally just cut a bit out of the middle of the oh, cake. I was really impressed. I think I missed letter. that. That's <laughs> actually quite down. impressive. Yeah, that's quite, still quite yeah. creative. Yes, yeah. it is very creative. That's how you get some comedy into a bake completely. I mean, you can have like the comedy shape of a cupcake, but yes. actually for a good joke to put in the middle, that is it. I didn't think his joke that he put in was very good though. But then yeah. there was a, someone said something about Mary Berry in one of them. And I wonder yes. how much they have to pay Mary Berry for that mention now. Really like yeah. royalties. Yeah. PRS. Yeah. Mary Berry. There was a lot of controversy about that on Twitter. I remember. I thought she died. <gasps> I was, was, like, there a, was, was there a trending? trending and I was Mary going, oh Berry. my God, what's happened? And yeah. then I clicked on it before I'd watched the episode. Everyone was like, people were up in arms about it. Couldn't believe, you know, they made a joke about Mary being old. And you know, Maybe, you know, maybe it was a little bit rude, but I mean, she's not young either. Yeah. So, what, what are you sort of stating that's like in the sky's blue? It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. Moving on to the technical bake, it didn't really seem too technical besides the fire they randomly had to add at the end. <laughs> um, they just made some crepes. There's a just fancy name for pancakes, really. Everyone had a practice at that in February. <laughs> that's true. But you know how I feel about this it's not baking. No, it's not. It's, that was it's frying. frying. And segmenting. Mm. It's the whole terrine debacle all over again, isn't it? It is. Letting yeah. something set is not a bake. No. Frying something is not a bake. No. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of like controversy about oranges. People mm. didn't seem to know what oranges were, essentially. I mean, people were going, what's pith? I enjoyed the, the pith. amount of time pith was Taking mentioned. Pith. <laughs> yeah, our, yeah. Our, it took me a while to work out. Sorry, is she just saying piss here? Or is that, oh no, yeah. pith. pith. Is the I think that's yeah. the only reason they did it, was for the pith pun. I, I think so. They needed an innuendo because there's none, so yeah. they said the word pith. I thought we were lighter on the in, uh, in innuendos this episode, actually. I think it's because they were coming up with like independent jokes and they yes. didn't feel like they had to they like, had to ram I was about to say, so, ram it down our throats, sandwich it in. Um, Martin again said, oh, I make pancakes for my kids. Bill went, oh, Mrs. Turnbull makes the pancakes, which, you know, <laughs> obviously, is that either her, he's been told, get out of the kitchen because a pancake incident had happened before, or uh. is it just, you know, the one thing he's not allowed to make in the kitchen, but it's Mrs. Turnbull, she can make the pancakes. I want to meet Mrs. Turnbull. Yeah. She sounds like so a perfect. character from a Roald Dahl novel or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I feel like she's wonderful. called Jill Turnbull. Jill Turnbull. Ooh, maybe yes. Leslie. Leslie, yeah. Yes, yeah. now I have my pancakes now. Yes. No, Bill. Get back <laughs> in the study. You know. Not to come in here. Yeah. I love Bill, by the way. He's I do wonderful. He's just delightful. I was enjoying how he seemed to just narrate everything he was doing. Right now, I've put it on the shelf, the middle shelf, and now I'm going to put these in the oven and get that bowl out and mix this. It's ingrained into him to explain yeah. things was, well to an yes. audience. Yeah. yeah. Got, he's in just, the special voice. Yeah, that's what he has, hasn't <laughs> yeah, he? He's, like, he's just sitting. Yeah. He's, he's just sat now. 
That is a shout. Harry Hill yes. got on my nerves. Really? Yes. Why? Both of you. He was really sucky the whole time and just a bit of a dick to everyone. I know that's his <laughs> thing, but like, yeah. I wanted one of his massive stupid collars to get stuck in the oven door and something <laughs> and awful to happen to him. And we see that really below it's a normal size collar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop bragging about your collars. I have a crepe question okay. after, after I'm, you. I'm, I'm ready. What is your crepe question? My crepe question is this. So crepes don't take that long to make, right? Mm. Mm. No. So you fry your thing and you put it on the side and then what? Do they come over and taste it immediately or did they have to microwave them before they were eaten? Thus yeah. ruining the integrity of the crepe. What do you reckon? That's actually, no, I've often wondered this just in general because they always finish, but then you, you know, th think about how long does it take to set up that and to move yeah, this and where you put it and put it here and, and they've got to make sure that, yeah, as you say, they've got yeah. all the shots before they've, you know, devoured it because yeah. Paul loves to get involved and <laughs> rip it to pieces <laughs> just to, you know, oh, cool. Um, so was it all cold? Do you well, is that, I don't know. know. What, do they, what do they do with that? I really don't know what you'd... Because then it's just show food and they're not really... Yeah. You, don't, you don't really see, like, steam coming off anything, do mm. you? Yeah, maybe they... I was wondering, do they have to make two batches? Maybe, and but... And then the film... Mm. Mm. Or is crepe suzette meant to be cold? Maybe. maybe. But why would you eat that? We'll never know. Soggy... Soggy grapes <laughs> that are cold with alcohol and orange. Great. Prue probably likes it. Prue loves it. <laughs> yeah. And also that bit, weird bit, and I tell you always find that weird, where they're in that tent, I know they have to do it, mm. and I'm just being pedantic, but when, when Prue goes, so Paul, why have you chosen this? And Paul goes, well, Prue. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. I wanted to turn and just go, well, Prue, I've chosen this because it's the format of the programme that asked me to pick something. That's why, you know why. Yeah. A researcher so, chose this, yeah. like just saying words. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. I haven't actually picked this, Prue. John did. Yeah, yeah, it's lovely. John, he can't be on TV because I was going to say he's balding, but you know, Harry Hill has sort of taken that. Well, yeah, yeah, can't have two bald men in a programme. No, you can't. It's like two women. Can't help it. And if you, and or if you do, lots of people at the Mail, lot Daily Mail, get very angry about they do. it. That's why they got it off the BBC in the first place. Can't have Mel and Sue in the same room or the world will implode. Mm. Right, I need to get something out of my bag for this bit. Don't be alarmed. Okay, Ooh. right. Yes, nothing too exciting. Susie might disagree. Something happened in this uh, episode of The Bake Off that doesn't Ooh. usually happen. Harry Hill, uh, when he was segmenting his orange, I think it was Harry Hill, uh, said something about the Plains of Cleavage, and they were talking about how that was a good band name. Yes, because he was, um, he used to be a doctor, didn't he? So he was artfully yes. taking apart. That, that blew my mind. Did you not know that? I didn't know it. A Harry lot of comedians are doctors. It's crazy, isn't it? The idea that Harry Hill would be, you know, just sort of sitting in his office going, oh, morning, Mrs. Jenkins, let's talk about your knee. I just, I just can't <laughs> yeah. picture that. It's an odd act. Do you think he gets his shirt specially made? I reckon so. Them? No, he does it himself. I like to think that of an evening, Harry Hill cuts <laughs> Or, or Mrs. Mrs. Hill's Mrs. doing Mrs. it. Mrs. Hill. Or cuts. Mrs. Turnbull. Yes. <laughs> she loves Mrs. a collar shirt. She's well known in the world as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> Cooking the pancakes, sewing on Harry's collar. Coming up with the ideas for poor Hollywood. She's exactly. She's gone, Mrs. Turnbull. Mrs. Turnbull runs the world. I reckon she does. Yeah. <clears throat> Going back to the fact that they come up with a great band name, the Plains of Cleavage. Mm. Um, something that Susie and I do just to pass the time in life generally <laughs> is when we come up with a band name, well, when we say something that sounds like a band name in everyday conversation, mm. we write it down in this book called Band Names. From Everyday Conversation by Greeradell and Susie Smith, right? And so because they brought it up in the episode that there was a good band name, I thought, Joe, that you could join in our game uh, for a little Amazing. bit. Amazing, right, yes. 
we need to explain the parameters of this. Yes. So it has to have come from something that was organically said, so it can't be too contrived. Right. So if I thought, oh, that's a good band name, and then I said it, it wouldn't count. That's and you have to police yourself with this stuff. It's very important to maintain. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so this has been going on for lots of months now. <laughs> I, don't, I can't remember when, but this diary that I am writing on does say 2017, so it started a while ago. Um, so you'll be pleased to know that we don't spend a lot of time on this. Um, we've only got about um, 567 band names. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, all organically sourced. All organically sourced. So what we like to do... We so how many a day is that? Sorry to interrupt. About... Run the numbers. I don't know, I'm not that good at maths, as you know, because I keep repeating the numbers in the book and it's probably not 567. Approximately. Yes, she adds and takes away, it probably evens it out. I can't write numbers in a sequence, I don't know why. Um, so, when we're bored, uh, we like to pick a couple of numbers and read out what band name we would get if, uh, if right. that was us. So, okay. Joe, just carrying on, I know it's loosely related to Bake Off, but any opportunity <laughs> to make some actual practical use of this of is that, always welcome. Yes. Um, would you like to pick a, f a couple of numbers between 1 and 567? 439. Okay, let's go with that one first. That's quite a newer one, 439. That doesn't mean it's better. No, no it doesn't. We haven't improved. No, your band is Secret Bin Agent. <laughs> that is number Fair one. I could see that. You the could. bassist of Secret Bin Agents. <laughs> oh, I gave yourself the bassist yeah. in a band about bins. bins. And it's an imaginary band yeah. as well. You yeah. could have been the lead singer. I could have been the that. lead singer. God, I need to have more confidence. <laughs> right. Pick another one and, and Susie will, will okay. read you your fate. Um, 271. 271. I'm going a little bit earlier. Yeah. God, this is pretty ugly, isn't it? Oh, I can see it. One. Which weirdly comes after 272 <laughs> and before 273, so that's gone well, Greer's handwriting. Zombies that fiddle. Zombies that yeah. fiddle. Yeah. It's more fun to like think about the kind of band it would be as well. I'm thinking country. Country. With fiddles. Oh, yeah. 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 oh perfect. Yeah. Actually, yeah, I was just going for the uh, most off thing I could think, but actually that's the weirdly makes related. A lot of sense. Yeah. Um, and, and then the last one, because <coughs> we can't do this all evening, even if it is hilarious, damn <sighs> it. It's a whole uh, new podcast. Pick. Your last number, Jim. I have a number. I'm going to go really early. I'm going to go for six. Oh, my God. I'm going to go really... That's a lot of page turning. Collective switch. Collective switch. switch. Worryingly, number one is under the table awkwardness. <laughs> so any time, uh, anything I can really link the band name list to in everyday in life uh, has to come It made out. me very happy. Yeah, it, it made did. me very happy. It makes me think that those guys are playing this game at home as well. Maybe. I wonder if they have a book. Maybe we should Maybe tweet them. We should tweet them and find out. Yeah. Apart from Martin Kemp and Harry Hill, because we slagged them off. Sorry. <laughs> Moving on from band names, I think we're going to talk about the showstoppers because Ooh. this week they obviously went with biscuit sculptures, 3D biscuit sculptures. But what was weird for me is that it had to depict the best day of your life, <laughs> and that's a big question. It's mm. also so much to do in one thing. I'd be yeah. going, going. It'd be enough to be going. Right, 3D biscuits. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'd forget to do that. They go, oh, that's a, that's a tree. What's that got to do with the best day of your life? Oh, and you just have to sit and go, ah, well, it was a wonderful day. <laughs> yeah. That's why I loved um, Harry Hills was interesting. It was my, probably, it could have gone down in the list, really. Mm. Uh, the day he went on holiday with Camilla Parker Bowles, mm. that was his biscuit sculpture. 
Does yeah. he not want to share things about his actual life, or do you think that really happened? He's all about the comedy. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just about people's prostate exams, and yeah. you know, I've got an earache, and I can't see out of one eye. You know, it yeah. is. Yeah, I, uh, where is the line? Yeah, I don't really know where the line is with him of what's actually real and what's not. No, it's that's difficult a sign to being a comedian. Yes, possibly. Possibly. Um, what made me laugh about Harry's bake even more is that they obviously got up to the front, showed uh, Prue and Paul, and this is when Prue kind of you, sh you heard a little bit more about her. Is when everyone went, do you know Camilla Prue? And she's like, well, yes, I have met her once actually. <laughs> like, what do you do in life? I want to know more. Prue's one of those people, and this is going to sound quite morbid, but stay with me. That I think if you went to her funeral. <laughs> you'd have a huge shock and go, God, the secret life of Prue Leaf. It would be like a film in the future where you just <laughs> yeah. don't realise all the different facets to her life. I really, I went to one recently like that where we all went, God, I didn't know he did that. I didn't know he did this. And I feel yeah. like Prue would be the same. Because yeah. she, she hasn't actually got a specific job title, has she? Yeah. Well, she's sort of an entrepreneur, I guess. Mm. Uh, yeah, okay, kind of yeah all, I guess that's the best way to describe encompassing. it. All encompassing stuff. So she sort of didn't make off for a laugh. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Something's doing a retirement, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay, good. In fairness, oh, it would be good, wouldn't it? You just walk around all day and just eat cake and stuff. I can't yeah, think of much like better. Golf. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. Rasheen in The Showstopper, she had a little bit of a nightmare. I mean, her crepes were terrible. She said they looked like they were made by a drunk person. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> oh, I have made food like that before when you're drunk, you? when you're just happy that it's there. Oh, God. Once I almost... No. Can I tell the story? Oh, go on, now you have to. Go on then. I put some chicken in the oven at about 4am and um, then fell asleep and woke up to like clouds of acrid smoke and then had to drunkenly put my head out of a window for about an hour. I think I fell asleep a bit out of the window, but I'm still alive. Did you turn the oven off before you fell asleep? No. That's the problem. Oh my God. Flashbacks to Rasheen's a kind of chicken oven sleep person as well. <laughs> I think drunk food is always quite nice though. Mm, really? Of course it is. What's uh, your go-to drunk food? Mine's waffles with cheese on. Potato. Waffles, the potato waffles with chicken dippers <gasps> and with beans. Oh, I love yeah. that. And, you know, slap a bit of ketchup on there yes. as well. But a drunk food, though, you can't, that's three separate things to coordinate. And when drunk, that's really difficult. That is true. See, sometimes you just leave out the beans and just have a tray of... I like to just bung something in the oven, dippers. ideally not kill myself, yeah. and then it's fine. If you have enough ketchup, that kind of almost ca counteracts the beans, because I'd use the beans for the sauce. Mm, beans nice and ketchup are kind sauce, of sort of the same thing. You, exactly, so you can just use the ketchup and it's quite nice. Harry Hill was crowned winner of the first episode of Celebrity Bake Off. Do you think that he should have been the winner? Um, I would have liked to have seen Bill won. For yeah, no other okay. reason that he could, maybe Mrs Turnbull might let him in the kitchen. Yes, and she yeah. she might say, yeah. you know. Next Ooh. year on Shrove Tuesday, you can flip a pancake. You can flip a pancake, oh, Bill. that trophy that you've got that one Exactly. Yeah. So maybe I'd see Bill, Bill win. But in fact, Harry was quite consistent, wasn't he? Harry was consistent, creative. I think he deserved to win. I would have liked to see Rosheen win. Just because of that, the fresh-faced look that she had any time someone gave her a compliment about her baking, she genuinely couldn't believe that she mm. was doing it and that she had created something. And yes, I, I found that magical. But she created something. Yeah, yeah. And I like that her red velvet case looked lovely. I really wanted one. Yeah. I think I might go and buy one. Rasheens. <laughs> Rasheens, I'll drive to her house. No, I will not. When I first started making my notes about this podcast, yeah. Um, I found the first pen that I could, which was this black permanent marker. Right. 
Don't smell it. Why? Oh, I like the sniff. No, because it smells like marzipan that Tony got don't me in the mood. And a big eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my do you God. see what I mean? That's very strong. Oh, I'll have a whiff. Yeah. So I think that so they, should send these, they should send these out <laughs> to... So there's a party to... in my nose and everyone's invited. Crumbs. <laughs> oh. So oh, yeah, oh. I don't know how toxic this is, but just to let you know. Oh, thanks for putting pen. <laughs> I love you, Mum. Yeah. yeah. We'll end on marzipan because that was mental. Um, ridiculous. Thank you so much for coming on today. You're welcome. Um, Susan, Thank thanks you. for making loads of notes and bringing marzipan. Uh, yep. And Joan, thanks for taking time out of your day of uh, directing children to be in High School Musical to talk to us about Pete. I'm, it's a welcome treat. I hope it's been like therapy for you that you can actually get all the anger out. Yes, and I nice. feel like I've unloaded that. Um, and just to say, I, I'm not normally that nasty. I am okay as a person. <laughs> Thank you. Can you sing us out? <laughs> We'll meet again. Oh no, I, I was going to. I say we'll meet again. Just fear a little. I was going to cast. Okay, let's let's say. Um, we're all in this together. When we know that we are, we're all stars. Now she's leaving. We're all in this together. See you, kids. Well, thanks for listening. Sorry you had to part with Joe singing there. He just can't help it. If you've enjoyed this, then don't forget to leave me a review here on iTunes. Or if you want to see behind the scenes and have a look at some videos or anything else, go to greerstorm.co.uk or you can follow me on Twitter at greerstorm. Thanks again to Dom and the team at The Boiler Room for letting me use their venue today to record my podcast. I will see you the same time next week. <laughs>